The following is a Relevant Radio program and is protected under U.S. copyright laws. This program is made possible through the contributions of listeners like you. Support Relevant Radio by clicking on the Donate icon at www.relevantradio.com. It's Tuesday Good News Day. Good morning, I'm Paul Sadek. This is Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. Today is Tuesday, July 12, 2022, Tuesday of the 15th week in Ordinary Time. In the Missal, it's Liturgical Year C, Cycle 2. Tuesday is a day to pray the sorrowful mysteries of the Rosary. Our saint today is Saint Veronica. She is known as the woman who offered a cloth to Jesus so he could wipe his face on the way to his crucifixion. The cloth is believed to exist today in the Vatican. It's considered one of the most treasured relics of the church. Now, St. Veronica is not mentioned in the Bible, but she's known to us by Catholic tradition, and in the sixth station of the cross, Veronica wipes the face of Jesus. She approached Jesus, offered him a cloth, likely her veil, which he accepted and used to wipe his face. The image of his face was subsequently imprinted on the cloth. St. Veronica, pray for us. Let's offer this day to the Lord. Oh my God, I offer you all my actions of this day for the intentions and for the glory of the Sacred Heart of Jesus. I desire to sanctify every beat of my heart, my every thought, my simplest works, by uniting them to His infinite merits. And I wish to make reparation for my sins by casting them in the furnace of His merciful love. Oh my God, I ask of you for myself and for those dear to me the grace to fulfill perfectly your holy will, to accept for love of you the joys and sorrows of this passing life, so that we may one day be united together in heaven for eternity. Amen. And with Pope Francis, we pray for the elderly who represent the roots and memory of a people. May their experience and wisdom help young people to look towards the future with hope and responsibility. Ten Minutes with Jesus is a guided meditation on the gospel of the day prepared by a Catholic priest. Here's today's Ten Minutes with Jesus. My Lord and my God, I firmly believe that you are here, that you see me, that you hear me. I adore you with profound reverence. I ask your pardon for my sins and the grace to make this time of prayer fruitful. My Immaculate Mother, Saint Joseph, my Father and Lord, my Guardian Angel, intercede for me. Jesus, in your life you encountered difficulties. You encountered pushback, indifference, all of which certainly still exists today and exists sometimes in my own heart. And for that I'm sorry, Lord. We read in the Gospel of St. Matthew, chapter 11, that Jesus began to reproach the towns where most of his mighty deeds had been done since they had not repented. Woe to you, Chorazin! Woe to you, Bethsaida! If the mighty deeds done in your midst had been done in Tyre and Sidon, they would long ago have repented in sackcloth and ashes. Those mighty deeds, the miracles, that Jesus performed, but they did not repent. 
They did not believe. Why not? Why didn't they believe? Why didn't they repent? The answer, I think, is quite simple. It's because they didn't want to. It's not because the deeds weren't good enough. It's not because the miracles weren't good enough. It's because they didn't want to. Jesus, what are you looking for? You're looking for faith in you. You're looking for repentance. You're looking for a change of life. And you want to help us with that. To go from selfishness to love. From thinking of ourselves to thinking like you. And thinking of you and thinking of others. Jesus wants you and me to believe, to repent of our sins, but he doesn't force it. <laughs> he does not overpower us. We're free. Sometimes we could think, you know, we could even tell our Lord, Lord, gosh, it would be, it'd be so much easier if you just forced us to do your will. Life would be better. Life would be simpler. There'd be so much less pain and suffering. There wouldn't be sin. But um, be careful what you wish for, I think. There's a, it's a very famous movie called It's a Wonderful Life. And the main character, George Bailey, is a happily married man. He's got several children. He's got a great, wonderful family. But he's going through a very tough time fin financially. And that's all he sees. Um, just the difficulties, financial difficulties. He doesn't see a way out. And at one point, because of all the difficulties he's going through, he, he wishes he hadn't been born. And his guardian angel, who's there in human form, by the name of Clarence, <laughs> wonderful, wonderful character, um, with basically a snap of his fingers, makes it happen. And all of a sudden... The world is as if George Bailey had never been born. And he sees the consequences of his not being alive. And he will realize that actually his life was pretty good. was really good. And he had done a lot of good to people. Had helped a lot of people. Just in that one moment, he was way too focused on the financial difficulties. So, wishing our Lord to force us to do his will. Well, first of all, this is clearly not part of his plan because that that, that hasn't happened. <laughs> um, but wishing our Lord to force us to do his will would make it impossible to love. Without freedom, we can't love. And he wants us to love him. He wants us to want to do his will, to want to believe. He wants us to love each other. And that requires freedom. Is there the risk of sinning and making mistakes? Yeah, of course. Sure there is. But there's also the great possibility of love. Which, of course, is one of the, well, if not the greatest, good that we have on this earth. Love of God, love of others. Being loved and loving in, in return. Here's a simple example, um, which I like a lot, though it is, again, it's very simple. Imagine, imagine I'm back in middle school, and someone I thought was, was pretty cool uh, starts talking to me and invites me over to his house to play basketball, to watch a movie, to hang out. And I think, wow, cool. 
I've always wanted to be friends with that guy. And, uh, and I'm totally excited that I'm invited to go over to his house. Plus, I hear his house is pretty cool. It's got a swimming pool. So I go over, and uh, I have a lot of fun. But then, at, at one point, I discover, because I overhear a conversation between him and his mom, I discover that he actually didn't invite me over because he wanted to at all. He invited me over because his mom asked him to. Basically told him to. And, um, you know, so that he would be nice to me and that kind of a thing. And, um, if that were to happen to me, and I think for you, you'd probably have the same reaction. For me, it would be a total letdown. Right? To think how, how excited I was that he wanted to be friends with me. It turns out he didn't want that at all. Um, he did it, like he invited me over, and he was nice in that way, but it's not because he wanted to, it's because his mom told him to. And I think I would say, well, thanks, but no thanks. You know, if you don't want to, then it doesn't really mean much. It's not free. So if you don't want to, then, yeah, it's empty. Now, you know, we can't apply these human examples perfectly to God, because God will. He's way above and beyond us. But this is this is the human this is the only language that we have. We have human language. So yeah, obviously God doesn't need our love, but he wants it. Jesus, you want it, and you want it so badly. You don't need it, but you want it. And you want us to love in return. You don't want robots. You want us and you hope that we do things because we want to for you. Because we see what you do for us. And we see how much you love us, how much you love me. And so I want to respond in turn, saying, I will love him. I will love you, Lord, and I will give my life for you. So I believe in you, Jesus, because I want to. For all the mighty deeds that I read about in Scripture, that I've seen done throughout history, for the mighty deeds of love and of self-giving that your followers have done and do thanks to your strength, thanks to your grace. I believe because of the mighty deeds that you've done to me, forgiving me and healing me of my sins, of coming, of, of coming to me again and again in the Eucharist, also in the great, wonderful examples of faith and acceptance of your will by people who are by my side in this life. I believe, Lord, and I repent. And I use those words from Scripture be merciful to me, a sinner. Those are the words, Lord, that you put in the mouth of that tax collector in the parable that you told us of the Pharisee and the tax collector who go to the temple to pray. And the tax collector prays that very simple prayer, be merciful to me, a sinner. And you like that prayer. That's why you tell us that parable, because you want us to say it too. You want us to repent. So Jesus, I want to believe in you. I want to truly repent of my sins. Please help me. Mary, my Immaculate Mother, St. Joseph, please help me. I thank you, my God, for the good resolutions, affections, and inspirations that you have communicated to me in this meditation. I ask your help to put them into effect. My Immaculate Mother, St. Joseph, my Father and Lord, my Guardian Angel, intercede for me. You'll find more of 10 Minutes with Jesus at RelevantRadio.com and on the Relevant Radio app. It's 15 past the hour on Daybreak. 
Tuesday, July 12, 2022. That's the date today. It's Tuesday of the 15th week in Ordinary Time. I'm Paul Sadek, and this is Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. We begin this day of prayer joining with the whole church as we're led by our friends at DivineOffice.org in the Invitatory Psalm and the Office of Readings. Lord, open my lips, and and my my mouth mouth will proclaim proclaim your praise. Come, let us worship our mighty King and Lord. Come, let us worship our mighty King and Lord. Cry out with joy to the Lord, all the earth. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before Him, singing for joy. Come, let us worship our mighty King and Lord. Know that He, the Lord, is God. He made us, we belong to Him. We are His people, the sheep of His flock. Come, let us worship our mighty King and Lord. Go within his gates giving thanks. Enter his courts with songs of praise. Give thanks to him and bless his name. Come, let us worship our mighty King and Lord. Indeed, how good is the Lord, eternal his merciful love. He is faithful from age to age. Come, let us worship our mighty King and Lord. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now and will be forever. Amen. Come, let us worship our mighty King and Lord. Let God arise. Let his enemies flee before him. Let God arise. Let Let his enemies flee before him. Let God arise. Let his foes be scattered. Let those who hate him flee before him. As smoke is blown away, so will they be blown away. Like wax that melts before the fire, so shall the wicked perish at the presence of God. But the just shall rejoice at the presence of God. They shall exalt and dance for joy. O sing to the Lord, make music to his name. Make a highway for him who rides on the clouds Rejoice in the Lord, exalt at his presence, father of the orphan, defender of the widow. Such is God in his holy place. God gives the lonely a home to live in. He leads the prisoners forth into freedom, but rebels must dwell in a parched land. When you went forth, O God, at the head of your people, When you marched across the desert, the earth trembled. The heavens melted at the presence of God, 
at the presence of God, Israel's God. You poured down, O God, a generous rain. When your people were starved, you gave them new life. It was there that your people found a home, prepared in your goodness, O God, for the poor. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as As it it was in the beginning, beginning, is now, and and will will be forever. forever. Amen. Let God arise. Let Let his enemies flee before him. Our God is a saving God. He, the Lord, holds the keys of death. Our Our God God is a saving God. He, the Lord, holds the keys of death. The Lord gives the word to the bearers of good tidings. The Almighty has defeated a numberless army, and kings and armies are in flight, in flight, while you were at rest among the sheepholds. At home, the women already share the spoil. They are covered with silver as the wings of a dove, its feathers brilliant with shining gold, and jewels flashing like snow on Mount Zalman. The mountains of Bashan are mighty mountains. High-ridged mountains are the mountains of Bashan. Why look with envy, you high-ridged mountains, at the mountain where God has chosen to dwell? It is there that the Lord shall dwell forever. The chariots of God are thousands upon thousands. The Lord has come from Sinai to the holy place. You have gone up on high. You have taken captives, receiving men in tribute, O God, even those who rebel, into your dwelling, O Lord. May the Lord be blessed day after day. He bears our burdens, God our Savior. This God of ours is a God who saves. The Lord our God holds the keys of death, and God will smite the head of his foes, the crown of those who persist in their sins. The Lord said, I will bring them back from Bashan. I will bring them back from the depth of the sea. Then your feet will tread in their blood and the tongues of your dogs take their share of the foe. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit. As As it was was in the beginning, beginning, is is now, now, and and will will be forever. forever. Amen. Our Our God God is a saving God. God. He, the The Lord, holds the keys of death. Kingdoms of earth, sing praise to God. Make music in honor of the Lord. Kingdoms of earth, sing praise to God. Make music in honor of the Lord. They see your solemn procession, O God, the procession of my God, of my King, to the sanctuary, the singers in the forefront, the musicians coming last, between them, Maidens sounding their timbrels. In festive gatherings, bless the Lord. Bless God, O you who are Israel's sons. There is Benjamin, least of the tribes, at the head, Judah's princes, a mighty throng, Zebulon's princes, Naphtali's princes. Show forth, O God, show forth your might, your might, O God, which you have shown for us. For the sake of your temple, high in Jerusalem, may kings come to you, bringing their tribute. 
threaten the wild beast that dwells in the reeds, the bands of the mighty and lords of the peoples. Let them bow down, offering silver. Scatter the peoples who delight in war. Princes will make their way from Egypt. Ethiopia will stretch out her hands to God. Kingdoms of the earth sing to God. Praise the Lord who rides on the heavens, the ancient heavens. He thunders his voice, his mighty voice. Come, acknowledge the power of God. His glory is on Israel. His might is in the skies. God is to be feared in his holy place. He is the Lord, Israel's God. He gives strength and power to his people. Blessed be God. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as As it was was in the beginning, is is now, now, and and will will be be forever. forever. Amen. Let us pray. Lord Jesus Christ, King of the universe, you have given us joy in your holy meal. Help us to understand the significance of your death and to acknowledge you as the conqueror of death seated at the right hand of the Father. Kingdoms of earth, sing sing praise to God. Make music in honor of the Lord. I will listen to what the Lord God is saying. He tells of peace for his people. From the first book of Kings. Ahab told Jezebel all that Elijah had done, that he had put all the prophets to the sword. Jezebel then sent a messenger to Elijah and said, May the gods do thus and so to me, if by this time tomorrow I have not done with your life what was done to each of them. Elijah was afraid and fled for his life, going to Beersheba of Judah. He left his servant there and went a day's journey into the desert until he came to a broom tree and sat beneath it. He prayed for death. This is enough, O Lord. Take my life, for I am no better than my father's. He lay down and fell asleep under the broom tree, but then an angel touched him and ordered him to get up and eat. He looked, and there at his head was a hearth cake and a jug of water. After he ate and drank, he lay down again. But the angel of the Lord came back a second time, touched him, and ordered, Get up and eat, else the journey will be too long for you. He got up, ate and drank. Then, strengthened by that food, he walked forty days and forty nights to the mountain of God, Horeb. There he came to a cave where he took shelter. Then the Lord said, Go outside and stand on the mountain before the Lord. The Lord will be passing by. A strong and heavy wind was rending the mountains and crushing rocks before the Lord. But the Lord was not in the wind. After the wind there was an earthquake, but the Lord was not in the earthquake. After the earthquake there was fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. After the fire, there was a tiny whispering sound. When he heard this, Elijah hid his face in his cloak and went and stood at the entrance of the cave. 
a voice said to him, Elijah, why are you here? He replied, I have been most zealous for the Lord, the God of hosts, but the Israelites have forsaken your covenant, torn down your altars, and put your prophets to the sword. I alone am left, and they seek to take my life. Go, take the road back to the desert near Damascus, the Lord said to him. When you arrive, you shall anoint Hazael as king of Aram. Then you shall anoint Jehu, son of Nimshi, as king of Israel, and Elisha, son of Shaphat, of Abel-Mahola, as prophet to succeed you. If anyone escapes the sword of Hazael, Jehu will kill him. If he escapes the sword of Jehu, Elisha will kill him. Yet I will leave seven thousand men in Israel, all those who have not knelt to Baal or kissed him. Elijah set out and came upon Elisha, son of Shaphat, as he was plowing with twelve yoke of oxen. He was following the twelfth. Elijah went over to him and threw his cloak over him. Elisha left the oxen, ran after Elijah, and said, Please let me kiss my father and mother goodbye, and I will follow you. Go back, Elijah answered. Have I done anything to you? Elisha left him, and taking the yoke of oxen, slaughtered them. He used the plowing equipment for fuel to boil their flesh and gave it to his people to eat. Then he left and followed Elijah as his attendant. The Word of the Lord The Lord said to Moses, When my glory passes, I will put you in the hollow of the rock and cover you with my hand until I pass by. For For no one sees me and and lives. lives. No one has ever seen God, the only Son of God nearest to the Father's heart, has made him known. For For no no one one sees me and lives. A reading from the treatise On the Mysteries by St. Ambrose Bishop. The Apostle teaches you that our fathers were all covered by the cloud, all passed through the sea. All were baptized into Moses in the cloud and in the sea. Further, Moses in his canticle says, You sent your spirit, and the sea overwhelmed them. You observe that in the crossing by the Hebrews there was already a symbol of holy baptism. The Egyptian perished. The Hebrew escaped. What else is the daily lesson of this sacrament than that guilt is drowned and error destroyed? while goodness and innocence pass over unharmed. You are taught that our fathers were covered by the cloud, a cloud of blessing that cooled the fire of bodily passions, a cloud of blessing. It is with a cloud of blessing that the Holy Spirit overshadows those whom he comes to visit. The Holy Spirit came at last upon the Virgin Mary, and the power of the Most High overshadowed her, when she conceived for all mankind him who is redemption. This great miracle was prefigured through Moses. If then the Spirit was prefigured, is he not now present in truth? For Scripture tells you that the law was given through Moses, but grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. Mara was a spring of bitter water. When Moses threw wood into it, its water became sweet. Water, you see, 
is of no avail for future salvation without the proclamation of the Lord's cross. But when it has been consecrated through the saving mystery of the cross, it is then ready for use in the labor of the Spirit and in the cup of salvation. Therefore, as Moses in his role of prophet threw wood into the spring of Marah, so also the priest sends out into the fountain of baptism the proclamation of the Lord's cross, and the water becomes sweet, ready for the giving of grace. Do not then believe only what the eyes of your body tell you. What is not seen is here more truly seen, for what is seen belongs to time, but what is not seen belongs to eternity. What is not comprehended by the eyes, but is seen by the mind and the soul, is seen in a truer and deeper sense. Finally, learn from the readings we have gone through from the books of Kings. Naaman was a Syrian. He was a leper and could not be healed by anyone. Then a girl from among the captives said that there was a prophet in Israel who could cleanse him from the disease of leprosy. Taking gold and silver, we are told, he went to see the king of Israel. The king, on learning the reason for his coming, rent his garments, saying that it was really to find an excuse against him, for what he was being asked was beyond the power of a king. Elisha, however, told the king to send the Syrian to him, and he would learn that there was a God in Israel. When he came, Elisha ordered him to bathe seven times in the river Jordan. Then Naaman began to reflect that the rivers of his own country had better waters, and that he had often bathed in them and never been cleansed of his leprosy. This gave him pause, and he refused to obey the prophet's instructions. But on the advice and persuasion of his servants, he yielded and bathed, and was instantly made clean. He realized then that it was not the waters that make clean, but grace. Here was a man who doubted before being made whole. You are already made whole, and so ought not to have any doubt. The Lord led his people forth like sheep. He guided them in safety, and they were unafraid. And the, and the seas engulfed their enemies. All were baptized into Moses in the cloud and in the sea. And the seas engulfed their enemies. Let us pray. O God, who show the light of your truth to those who go astray, so that they may return to the right path, give all who for the faith they profess are accounted Christians the grace to reject whatever is contrary to the name of Christ and to strive after all that does it honor. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. 23 minutes before the hour, today's gospel is coming right up, along with In Conversation with God and Morning Prayer on Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. It's Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app for Tuesday, July 12, 2022. I'm Paul Sadek. In today's Gospel from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible, the Lord begins to reproach entire towns. It's from the 11th chapter of the Gospel of Matthew. 
Then he began to upbraid the cities where most of his mighty works had been done because they did not repent. Woe to you, Chorazin. Woe to you, Bethsaida. For if the mighty works done in you had been done in Tyre and Sidon, they would have repented long ago in sackcloth and ashes. But I tell you, it shall be more tolerable on the day of judgment for Tyre and Sidon than for you. And you, Capernaum, will you be exalted to heaven? You shall be brought down to Hades. For if the mighty works done in you had been done in Sodom, it would have remained until this day. But I tell you that it shall be more tolerable on the day of judgment for the land of Sodom than for you. This selection from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible courtesy of Falcon Picture Group, daily and Sunday Mass readings are on the relevant radio app. We are simply unable to pay our debt. Our only hope is God's mercy. And to receive that, we have to have something called contrition. Today's reading from In Conversation with God by Father Francisco Fernandez Carvajal is from Volume 4, Ordinary Time. A broken and contrite heart, O God, thou wilt not despise. The word contrition comes from the Latin contritus, smashed in pieces as of a rock, and has come to mean sorrow for one's faults and sins, in the sense that the heart hardened by sin can be said to shatter when stricken by sorrow at having offended God. In everyday language, we use the term heartbroken to describe our reaction to some great tragedy that affects us to the depths of our being. Something similar should happen on contemplating our sins in the light of God's holiness and the great love He has for us. In the soul that genuinely seeks God, this reaction is attributable not so much to the sensation of failure produced by sin as to the remorse at having cut itself off from God to even the tiniest extent. This sorrow for sin, contrition, consists essentially in a sense of remorse and a sincere detestation of the offense against God and a firm resolution of not sinning again. It is a turning towards the good which causes life to blossom anew in the soul. It is love, above all, that should lead us to ask God very often for forgiveness for the countless times we don't respond as we ought to the graces we receive. The friend recalled his sins, and through fear of hell he tried to weep, but found he could not. He besought love for tears, and wisdom answered him that he ought to weep more out of reverence for his beloved than for fear of the pains of hell because tears shed for love please him more than those shed through fear. It is love that should lead us to the sacrament of penance. Contrition gives the Christian soul a special strength. It gives it back hope, peace, and happiness, and makes it forget about itself and abandon itself in the Lord with greater interior refinement and sensitivity. To approach God with a contrite heart, we need to acknowledge our faults and sins as they are without making any lame excuses and not be surprised and shocked on discovering defects and failings we thought had already been overcome. 
If we were to blame our failings on the environment or other such circumstances, we would forsake the path of humility and would not encounter God who is so close to us precisely when we abandon Him. On considering our faults in our daily examination of conscience, we have to see them primarily as offenses against God rather than as personality defects. If we don't measure them against the background of God's love, we will easily tend to find excuses for them and will eventually lose the good dispositions of contrition, repentance, and atonement we need to have for our sins. With God, we can never be in the clear. Our condition is rather that of the debtor who could not pay. We will always be in need of his infinite mercy. God, be merciful to me, a sinner, we say to him in the words of the tax collector, who in all humility recognized his own unworthiness when face to face with the holiness of God. One thing we can't do as regards our sins and failings is to accept them as something inevitable and natural and come to terms with them. What we have to do is always to ask for pardon and begin again as often as necessary, saying to God our Lord, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Treat me as one of your hired servants. And God, who is close to the contrite of heart, always hears our prayer. Again and again in life, we meet Jesus passing by, as he did of old in those towns of Galilee, inviting us to come out to meet him and leave our sins behind. Let us not postpone this loving encounter. Now I begin once more with your help, O Lord. In Conversation with God by Francis Fernandez is published by Scepter Publishers. You'll find it at your local Catholic bookstore. Fourteen minutes before the hour, it's time to pray. We join the whole church as we're led by our friends at DivineOffice.org in morning prayer. God, come to my assistance. Lord, make haste to help me. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Alleluia. your land. You have forgiven the sins of your people. Lord, Lord, you you have blessed your land. You You have have forgiven the sins of your people. O Lord, you once favored your land and revived the fortunes of Jacob. You forgave the guilt of your people and covered all their sins. You averted all your rage 
you calmed the heat of your anger. Revive us now, God, our helper. Put an end to your grievance against us. Will you be angry with us forever? Will your anger never cease? Will you not restore again our life, that your people may rejoice in you? Let us see, O Lord, your mercy, and give us your saving help. I will hear what the Lord God has to say, a voice that speaks of peace. Peace for his people and his friends and those who turn to him in their hearts. His help is near for those who fear him, and his glory will dwell in our land. Mercy and faithfulness have met. Justice and peace have embraced. Faithfulness shall spring from the earth and justice look down from the heavens. The Lord will make us prosper and our earth shall yield its fruit. Justice shall march before him and peace shall follow his steps. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit. As, As it was, was in the, the beginning, beginning, is now, and, and will be forever. Amen. Let us pray. Show us your mercy, Lord. Our misery is known to us. May no evil desires prevail over us, for your glory and love dwell in our hearts. Lord, Lord you, have you have blessed our land. You have forgiven the sins of your people. My soul has yearned for you in the night, and as morning breaks, I watch for your coming. My soul has yearned for you in the night, and as morning breaks, I watch for your coming. A strong city have we. He sets up walls and ramparts to protect us. Open up the gates to let in a nation that is just, one that keeps faith. A nation of firm purpose you keep in peace, in peace for its trust in you. Trust in the Lord forever, for the Lord is an eternal rock. The way of the just is smooth. The path of the just you make level. Yes, for your way and your judgments, O Lord, we look to you. Your name and your title are the desire of our souls. My soul yearns for you in the night. Yes, my spirit within me keeps vigil for you. When your judgment dawns on the earth, the world's inhabitants learn justice. O Lord, you mete out peace to us, for it is you who have accomplished all we have done. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as, as it was, was in the, the beginning, beginning is, is now, and, and will be forever. forever. Amen. My soul has yearned for you in the night, and as morning breaks, I watch, I watch for, for your, your coming. coming. Lord, let the light of your face shine upon us. 
Lord, Lord, let let the light light of your face shine upon us. O God, be gracious and bless us, and let your face shed its light upon us. So will your ways be known upon earth, and all nations learn your saving help. Let the peoples praise you, O God. Let all the peoples praise you. Let the nations be glad and exult, for you rule the world with justice. With fairness you rule the peoples. You guide the nations on earth. Let the peoples praise you, O God. Let all the peoples praise you. The earth has yielded its fruit, for God, our God, has blessed us. May God still give us his blessing till the ends of the earth revere him. Let the peoples praise you, O God. Let all the peoples praise you. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit. As it it was was in the the beginning, beginning, is now, now, and and will be forever. forever. Amen. Amen. Let us pray. Be gracious and bless us, Lord, and let your face shed its light on us so that we can make you known with reverence and bring forth a harvest of justice. Lord, let Let the light of your face shine upon us. A reading from 1 John. We have seen for ourselves and can testify that the Father has sent the Son as Savior of the world. When anyone acknowledges that Jesus is the Son of God, God dwells in him and he in God. The Word of the Lord. Thanks Thanks be be to God. God. My God stands by me. All my trust is in him. My My God stands by me. All my trust is in him. I find refuge in him, and I am truly free. All my trust is in him. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. My God stands by me. All my trust is in him. God has raised up for us a mighty Savior, as he promised through the words of his holy prophets. Blessed be the Lord, the God of Israel. He has come to his people and set them free. He has raised up for us a mighty Savior, born of the house of his servant David. Through his holy prophets he promised of old, that he would save us from our enemies, from from the hands of all who hate us. He He promised to show mercy to our fathers and to remember his his holy covenant. This was the oath he swore to our father Abraham, to set us free from the hands of our enemies, free to worship him without fear, holy and righteous in his sight all the days of our life. You, my child, shall be called the prophet of the Most High, for you will go before the Lord to prepare his way, to give his people knowledge of salvation by the forgiveness of their sins. In the tender compassion of our God, 
the, the dawn, dawn from on high shall break upon us, to shine on those who dwell in darkness and the shadow of death, and to guide our feet into the way of peace. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. God has raised up for us a mighty Savior, as he promised through the words of his holy prophets. Lord Jesus, by your blood you have purchased for yourself a new people. We adore you and beseech you. Remember, Remember your, your people, people, Lord. Our King and our Redeemer, hear the praises of your church at the beginning of this day. Teach her to glorify your majesty without ceasing. Remember, Remember your people, people, Lord. You are our hope and our strength. In you we trust. May we never despair. Remember, Remember your people, Lord. Look kindly upon our weakness and hasten to our aid. For without you we can do nothing. Remember, Remember your people, Lord. Remember the poor and the afflicted. Do not let this day be a burden to them, but a consolation and a joy. Remember, Remember your people, Lord. Let us make our prayers and praise complete by offering the Lord's Prayer. Now let us pray as Christ the Lord has taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. God our Father, yours is the beauty of creation and the good things you have given us. Help us to begin this day joyfully in your name and to spend it in a loving service of you and our fellow man. We ask this through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God forever and ever. Amen. Amen. May the Lord bless us, protect us from all evil, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Amen. Morning air is coming right up. Patrick Madrid a bit later on. I'm Paul Sadek. Let's do this again tomorrow morning, 4 a.m. Central, or on the relevant radio app. You go out now, make this a great day, and live in the light of the Lord. Audio from the Liturgy of the Hours, courtesy of DivineOffice.org. Readings from In Conversation with God, courtesy of Scepter Publishers. Selections from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible, courtesy of Falcon Picture Group. Ten Minutes with Jesus is used with permission. Daybreak is available on RelevantRadio.com and on the Relevant Radio app. Daybreak is a production of Relevant Radio.